We are at 7258 with Lieutenant General Jay Silveria from the United States Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Uh, welcome. I have a pretty special guest today, uh, Bob Rahman, who's a uh, tow pilot here at the United States Air Force Academy in our glider program. Bob, welcome. Well, thank you, sir. It's great Good to, to be ha- here. <laughs> well, it's great to have you, uh, uh, believe me. Uh, so uh, I understand. I mean, we're going to get into the tow pilot business. We're going to get into the soaring program at the Air Force Academy. But uh, first, uh, you're a 1972 grad. Is that right? That's right. Outstanding. And 72 best in the blue. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> and so uh, tell me, uh, after you after you graduated, you didn't go to fly, right? No, my eyes weren't good enough for that. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, I flown all my life. I soloed when I was 16. I came here with a private pilot's license and spent every spare minute when I finally got some spare minutes down at the airfield. I was, uh, glider in, uh, I was a glider instructor, worked in the soaring program. I was an instructor at the Aero Club. And so um, I've always flown, but I wasn't pilot qualified. So uh, my, uh, I did a variety of things, ended up I was a research engineer at the end. Retired from here. We had a lab here at the, the Air Force Academy when I retired in 1992. Frank J. Seiler Research Lab is, is uh, when I retired. It's gone now. but Well, well thank you for your service. And, uh, I mean, we're always proud of our alum, proud of our grads, you know, as always, as you know. Uh, as a as a 1972 grad, that's pretty impressive. So, and and for all those years, what you've given back to the academy. So, uh, it's it's a pleasure to be with you. Well, thank you. And uh, so, if if I take you back to those uh, those cadet days, so you were uh, you were in the glider program in the 70s. I was, um, and it was very different. And right. In, in fact, uh, I've been back to the academy. I was assigned here twice during my career. Right. And uh, every time I came back, I was. Uh, startled by how much improvements have been made down at the airstrip. When, when I was a cadet, we had a single runway, which is now the east runway, pretty right. much essentially yep, absolutely. the same way. Yep, yep. We had a dirt road essentially where the <clears throat> center runway is now, and that's what we operated off of for soaring. Otherwise, it was the same as today. Soaring was on the west side of the field, and powered was on the east side of the field. And that was that uh, that dirt field that was uh, there, not not the uh, the nice astroturf sailplane <laughs> no, landing area that we no, have now. We didn't have that. We didn't have the west <laughs> runway. We didn't have the crosswind runway. We didn't have all the hangars. There was one building on the airfield. One building. It's where the group headquarters, the 306 group headquarters, is now. But that one building was brought here from Alaska, and um, the first base ops officer at the airfield made a deal with Fort Carson. They had two of these buildings available, and he made a deal with fake Fort Carson. If they would come and erect this hangar, they could have the other hangar. And that's how that first hangar got here. When I was a cadet, that hangar contained base ops, the weather shop, the aero club, the soaring program, the parachuting program, including the riggers, and a classroom. It was all in that one building was all was on that airfield one building brought here by by a deal by a deal maker with uh, with fort carson what a great story so you were soaring then uh but who were the instructors then in those days um we were just starting to have cadet instructors um i remember one from the class of 70 I'm, i don't remember clearly if there was one in the class of 71 i think our class was the first with cadet instructors and we had seven in, in my class. Of course, now it's 140 or something in each class, so it's just so much bigger. And um, so size-wise, we had three gliders. We had three two-seat gliders that we did our training in. Um, the summer program at that time was a uh, FAA program. We got people through a private pilot's license during uh, the summer program. 
And then, of course, during the year you would upgrade. But it would take a longer. They upgrade a lot faster uh, now. Um, I was really only available as an instructor in the program my senior year. So if you fast forward now to the program that, that you're involved in, you said there's three gliders. How many gliders are down there on the airfield now? I think 20. I, 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 I want to say I, I 20. Think right. I think you're right. Somewhere close I think to you're that. Right. It's, a, it's really <laughs> remarkable. And like you said, 140 you know, per class or so that are becoming instructor I, I pilots? I think that's right, approximately, right. I, I should say. I think that's what I heard was 70 each semester are upgraded. And it's so impressive down there to watch just the maturity and the, uh, the, the way that the cadets conduct themselves, just really professional as, as instructors and teachers. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's really a pleasure to be involved in that and see that. Uh, the leadership from the cadets. I mean, and of course, there's an officer staff overseeing it, but uh, the leadership is uh, cadets as well. And, of course, all the instructors now are cadets, um, you know, with a few exceptions like the officers who give uh, check rides to the cadet instructors when they upgrade. But otherwise, it's yeah. all cadets doing it. Now, at my time, we only had seven instructors, and there were still officers attached that uh, that helped with the with the instructing because we we weren't enough of enough of us to do it all. So, what got you into the tow pilot business? Well, I of course was familiar with it because right. I'd been in the Certainly. soaring program, and I saw that. Um, and so, uh, when I retired, I um, wanted to fly airplanes and so i looked to see if uh if uh, that was available and at, at that time they had just expanded from uh three tow planes to uh, i'm sorry from uh, four tow planes to five as the normal daily requirement so there was a need for a couple more guys and uh there were actually three of us that had recently retired from the class of 72 that all got hired at the same time at one time there were three of us uh, I'm the only one left, but uh, the guy right before me was a class of 72 grad, and then me and the guy after me was a 72 grad. And so that's how I got started. I, what year was that? What year was that? 1994. 94. And you have flown continuously as a tow pilot here since then? I have not. Uh-huh. I, I went away for about five and a half years to fly for the airlines. Right. And then wasn't really cut out for that. I didn't really enjoy that as much as flying here, actually. So (laughs) I came back. um, I worked with Embry-Riddle for the flight screening program when I first came back. But as soon as I, as soon as there was an opening for me, I went over and started uh, uh, towing. And and so I've been doing it uh, for 15 years continuous. 15 years continuous. And so if I go from that tow plane time in 19, when you in 1992, you said you started? I started in 1994, and then, you know, a break in 15 years. How many tow pilot hours are in there? Um, I have a total of 12,000 hours flying. I counted, it, it's very close to 20,000 tows, and uh, the hours is probably about 8,000. Bob, that is that unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And it's been a blast. <laughs> <laughs> I it, can't imagine. It, I it, can't imagine. It, the flying is fun. It's a great airplane. Of course, it's a beautiful place to fly. And you're going this afternoon. And I'm flying this afternoon and looking forward to it. And, and, and so it's going to be a hot day and it's going to be a long day and I'm going to be beat at the end of the day. <laughs> and love it. But and you know, it. when I retired from the Air Force, my goal in life was to go fly airplanes and collapse into bed at night exhausted. And is it working? And I'm living that dream. <laughs> That is fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. So how many toes? So like, th- let's go, go through a day. You said you're showing at 1230. Uh, you know, how many, 
how many toes will you get uh, from 1230 and when will your day end and how many toes will there be? Uh, in the summer is our longest day and we're um, on duty for either a 6.3 or 6.8. And so we're flying about six hours in the cockpit about six hours. And then the morning crew has a half hour to get the airplanes ready and get them taxied out to midfield. And then the afternoon crew has a half hour to clean them up and uh, turn them over to maintenance and write them up anything that needs to be looked at. So uh, in the winter, of course, the days are shorter. We have a little shorter day. But in the summer, which is, of course, our P, the peak time, peak, peak tempo, the nine weeks of the summer is when we really work hard. Um, after the pre-flight, now I'm going to, of course, go out this afternoon. I'm on the afternoon crew, so I'll be cleaning up at the end of the day. I show up at, at uh, 1245 is when we change out. And then uh, we go right to work. Uh, there's a refueling. We change out at a refueling. We refuel four times during the day. One of those happens at 1245, and that's when we change out. And so we go right to work, and they're ro- waiting for us. They typically have 12 gliders out on the field, so there's one waiting for takeoff. So they want us there as soon as we can. And, and we- so that scene, that scene, the, the tow plane's out there. There's 12 gliders. You know, they call it the beach, right? You know, it's out on the beach. You know, there's 12 gliders lined up. There's cadets everywhere, you know, pushing. Uh, it's it's just a remarkable atmosphere. It is. Uh, when you're out and there. And it, it's, it's fun to be a part of it. And I'll tell you, it's contagious. Um, you see the cadets hustling and you want to hustle. And you just get caught up in trying to get as many, kind of get as many sorties as we can get done in a day safely. Uh, yesterday, I did 11. Last Friday, I did 27. In my six-hour shift. Outstanding. Outstanding. That is unbelievable. It really is. It really is. So uh, how is the, how's the quality of the, of the flying for the cadets? I mean, you've seen this over time. I mean, do you, you know, when you, when you see these instructors and then you see the, you know, every now and then some of the cadets get to solo and, and stuff, you know, how's the quality of the flying? You know, I have flown at other places. I have a glider. And I have flown gliders ever since I was introduced to it here as a cadet. So I've seen a lot of operations around the country. There's nothing that compares to this. This, this is the absolute best I've seen in, in, in my life. Um, the quality, the amount of training that takes place. Um, there are some other government flight training programs. I think France has one. I think Canada has one. I haven't seen those. So they're probably very good as well. But it, it's just a, a very good program. Um, we used to just train people to FAA standards and issue FAA certificates. But now it's an Air Force program, and there's a syllabus, and the syllabus is uh, intended to uh, be similar to what they're going to see at pilot training. So that's part of what I think helps them is just to have that, what is Air Force learning like as far as flight training is concerned? I, I saw that, of course, at Embry-Riddle as well. When we began our flight screening at Embry-Riddle, we were also giving a private pilot's license. And then halfway through our contract, uh, we changed to where it was an Air Force program. And we followed the syllabus. We did daily stand-up briefings and, uh, to try to try to give them some exposure. And to an incredible kind of safety record. I mean, oh, just an incredible safety record absolutely. down on the airfield. Absolutely. It's one of the safest operations yeah. really in the world. It's just mm-hmm. remarkable the way that they, I agree with that totally. Yeah. It, they, they do a very, very good job. Well, I think we have a, a proven record, and you've probably seen it. You've probably seen some of the students that come back, you know, as instructors over the years. And we've seen glider instructors that go on, 
you know, successful uh, at pilot training, successful at uh, at being fighter pilots, at at competitive, very competitive in pilot training. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard that there's never been. Probably shouldn't speak with authority on this, but uh, oh, Bob, you're an authority. <laughs> <laughs> but I've heard that they've never had a glider instructor go to pilot training and wash out. I don't know if that's still true or not. Well, I'm going with that. Okay. I'm going with that. I'll use that in my <laughs> so, speeches. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, and, and all the airmanship programs. I uh, when I was a cadet, I was I was president of the aviation club. the The vice president of, of that aviation club that year was a guy that was a year behind me named Sully Sullenberger. We've heard of him. We've heard of him. And he was also a glider instructor. So, uh, uh, well, we heard he glide. He glided in. He a, did a, 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 a rather large airplane. Yeah, d- excellent dead stick landing. I'm told. <laughs> that is great stuff. So I have to ask you about a story. So you know, I as the superintendent, I live on the academy grounds, and you know where my house is. Sure do. We fly right, right over it. As, you, well, <laughs> as that's you what know. I'm asking about. That's what I'm asking about. You fly right over it. You know, the is the path every every morning you know and i can tell usually by the temperature how low you are right because you know by the climb you know if it's a warm if it's warm you're lower if it's cold then then everybody's higher so there's rumors there's rumors bob that that cadets and instructors used to when there was a pool at the superintendent's house that they used to try to drop things into the pool. True? Is it fiction, fact, or fiction? I, 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 I'm, I think it's fact. <laughs> I have to confess that I never did that. <laughs> but I've been told by lots of people that they did. Try to hit the swimming pool with oranges out of the lunchboxes. That's yep, what yep. I hear. That's what I hear. Yep. Yeah, I think that happened. Uh, you would know. I mean, there's got to be oranges there, or, or previous soup would know that there's oranges laying on the <laughs> <laughs> that missed the target. That right. missed it. That's right. What's the what's the uh, what's the best thing about it? What's the best thing about it, Bob? Well, it's fun flying. Um, it's a beautiful area. Of course, the weather's really challenging here, uh, so we constantly have to be uh, wary of that. Honestly, involvement with the cadets, I think, is probably the best, the most fun. Uh, we, we, of course, don't get to talk to them much when we're out flying. We're sitting in our airplane, they're sitting in theirs or on the beach. But um, when we get to go on deployment, sometimes we have a little more time to, uh, to spend with them. And, and, and it's, it's, you know, it keeps you young, I got to say, to be around those outstanding young men and women that uh, I just uh, have all the respect in the world for. And it's just a great, it, it is really enjoyable to be able to participate in that. And hopefully we're doing something that helps them all, that helps them out because of it. It certainly is enjoyable on our side, so I hope they're getting something out of it, too. Well, Bob, I, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough for, for what you're doing down there, what you're going to do this afternoon, the, the leadership and example that you give, you give to the cadets. 12,000 flying hours, a, a service, uh, service in the United States Air Force as a retired officer. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for your service, for, for the energy, for the way that you give back to the United States Air Force Academy. Well, thank you, sir. You're very kind. Well, thank, thank you. And it's, uh, it's great to have you uh, a, a part of uh, what we do here. Well, uh, that, that's, our, that's our show for today. I want to thank Bob Rauman for being here, a tow pilot at the United States Air Force Academy in our soaring program. And we are at 7258 with Lieutenant General Jay Silveria.